We're now listening to the Knicks State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. A little bit different in this episode. Normally, we have a full-blown three-segment episode, commercials, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, but the point of the week that we're at recording the show is a little later on in the week. Usually we do it Monday or Tuesday. But uh, Chip, my main man over here, he's been battling the flu. So Chip, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better today. We're recording on Thursday. Very unusual for us recording this late in the week. But that's my fault. No. Uh, get Getting one out late to you guys. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't been feeling well. So we're getting out a quick one today, and it's obviously very necessary because it's been a busy week for the Knicks this yeah. week. Yeah. And now, now, first off, when you say it's your fault, you had the flu. And anybody that's watching anything right now on the news, <laughs> when you hear about the flu, it is awful this year. So my man is dedicated. He says, well, we're going to get an episode in this week. So we <laughs> said, all right, let's do, we'll do one towards the end of the week. We'll... We'll do a shorter show. So this is only going to be about a segment. It's going to be very similar to the show that we did uh, the day that Carmelo Anthony was traded. We did that one like 20-minute segment. It's going to be very similar to that. This is not a breaking news episode, but we we're, it's going to be set up kind of the same way. Uh, and my main man said, we're going to do it. If it was me, I'd still be in bed. I'm a wimp when it comes to being. When I'm sick, I, even with just a cold, I'm out for a month. That's just how it is with me. So my man said, no, we're doing it. So we're here. We're going to do it. Um, Before we jump into our topic, this is something that's not Nick-related, but me and Chip were talking it before the show. This is something I want to become Nick-related very soon. And what I mean by that is we probably have a lot of listeners that are involved in the Facebook fan pages and you probably seen a video or two about you know some fans posting a video of a, a certain guy saying this guy needs to be a Nick someday. Some kid that's in high school here, right down the road from me, about twenty minutes here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Um, his name is Zion Williamson. I'm sure you have heard of him, uh, the number two best player in, in the class of 2018, uh, committed to Duke last night. You know, I, like I said, he's twenty minutes from me, and. You can never get into his games. It's just they're packed out all the time. I have not seen him play yet live at all. I've only seen the highlights. Last night I had the just the privilege to cover one of the biggest high school basketball games here in the state of South Carolina in a long time. Uh, Zion traveled to a, a school named Dorman. Dorman here is the defending 5A state champions. They're arena is a legitimate arena they have a scoreboard that you would see at an nba arena hanging down it's a massive school they they embarrass a lot of colleges that's just how incredible their facility is uh and this was a challenging game for zion because i'll be honest zion does not play elite level competition all the time in in high school uh he does when he plays aau and all that but this is a true 
test. I mean, Dorman has some guys that are like 6'10", 6'11", some, you know, Division I athletes themselves. So, you know, uh, if you're a Jet fan, Sharon Peak, yeah, I know he doesn't play a whole lot. He went to Dorman uh, back in high school. Adam Humphreys, uh, who plays for the Buccaneers, also came out of uh, Dorman. So they they have some big-time athletes that always, always come out of that school. And Zion showed up. Obviously, this game was actually supposed to be played in December. He was hurt, so they canceled it because so much people bought tickets. So that's why I say he showed up to this one. He was ready to go. This place was so packed, you couldn't even move. So I had the luxury to finally get to watch this kid play. And oh my goodness, Chip, I'm telling you right now, the next year, we just need to tank. Uh, Put Brzingis (laughs) in the, the G League. Don't let him play a minute. I'm dead. You're, you're 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 probably thinking I'm crazy right now, guys. But I'm I'm promising you, we need the tank. We need to go 0 and 82. I know that doesn't guarantee us the first pick, but we better somehow figure out a way to get in at least a top three for a chance at this guy. Because you know you might hear the comparison to LeBron James. This is real. This is real. He's got a way to go now. He's not LeBron James yet. I, I'm not saying that, but. He certainly looks like he can be the next LeBron James. He's got to work on his shot. Um, but the thing that makes this kid so special, he's six foot seven, 270 pounds. He is a grown man. He's a man amongst boys out there. I mean, three defenders are on him, and he's dribbling through them like they're nothing, spinning past them, getting M1s. He dunked the ball about eight times. The very first offensive possession was, and you could check out this video actually on my Twitter page, um, which I had to change for work, and it's a big joke with my job. I used to be Matty Diesel 15. It's actually Mitchie Fresh 1400 now. I won't tell you that story. But if you go there, you can see this dunk that I'm talking about. The very first possession of the game, he has this kid that's 6'10 on him. He gets the ball in the post. He does this drop step, spins past him, bumps him, rises up. This kid goes up to block his shot, and Zion dunked all over him. And the whole place just went crazy. I walked away. I was ready to leave at that point. I seen enough. Ten seconds into the game, and I said, okay, I'm not worthy to watch this kid. He was <laughs> incredible. And by the way, Dorman has a kid that's named Miles Tate who's a sophomore. He's somebody that's going to be playing Division One basketball soon. He's another guy to look out for. But just had to share that because I know there's been Nick fans who have talked about Zion Williamson before and might have seen video. I actually got a chance to watch him play. This kid is unbelievable. It is the real deal. Um, I just, I was blown away. I was like a little kid watching him yesterday. That's how I can watch that kid play basketball all day long. And I'll be watching a lot more Duke games next year just to see him play because I actually got a chance to cover the, his high school decision as well. And uh, it's not just because he's a good basketball player. You can just see he's very humble. He's a good kid, works hard. He's somebody you want to root for. So, again, with Nick fans that have posted videos of him, I've seen this kid. We need to tank next year. I don't care. Tank. Don't let Przingis play a minute. I don't care if he complains about it. You know what? The guy we're going to talk about, Joakim Noah, in this show, we'll throw him out there. I don't care. He can play all he wants next year because he ain't going to do anything. So, that's the strategy. Suck it up, Nate. Ron Baker needs to start next year. 
Um, uh, we need to <laughs> we need to put we need to put uh, Neil Aquina. That seems out there. like a good strategy. Start Ron Baker at point guard. That'll and, be a good and Noah strategy. center. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> we'll be in position to get Zion. I'm serious now. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I'm not crazy. I promise you. If you had a chance to see this kid too live, not just a highlight of him dunking, it, 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 you would be saying the same thing. I promise you. But with that being said, we will jump into our. Our, our, our focus on this episode today, which is Joakim Noah. Uh, you guys have probably seen it the last couple of days. That it, it, It's been a couple of days since this news came out that supposedly uh, he, he took a leave of absence from the team. We didn't know why. Then it came out that him and Coach Jeff Hornacek got into a screaming match at practice. And Noah was just, just left and hasn't returned. So now we got this whole other ugly situation, which it always seems to be around this time of year when the Knicks start falling apart. Things go south in general, and there's always all these headlines that are not anything good. What else is new? Here's another one. So, Chip, I'm going to start with you. Get your thoughts behind all of this. Uh, when you see this news break, what do you think about this situation? Well, my first thought was this was probably a long time coming. Um, he's the kind of guy who doesn't want to sit on the bench. He wants to, no matter what level of play he's at now, he's clearly not a big-time contributor. He's still Joakim Noah, and he's still a very competitive guy. Um, so he's not a guy who's going to want to sit on the bench. And I know Ian Bagley reported that uh, Noah was screaming at Hornchek after he took him off the court. Uh, in that Warriors game after he played uh, like four minutes in the fourth quarter. And I think uh, he took him out and put an S. Cantor back in because he wanted uh, Noah or he wanted Cantor to play more with uh, O'Quinn and um, Porzingis was out. Uh, Porzingis was out in the Warriors game. And uh, I think Noah thought he should be playing with O'Quinn because Cantor was playing well, whatever. But uh, the bottom line is Noah was screaming at uh, Hornacek during the game uh, as he came out. So this was a long time coming. And apparently screaming match uh, during a practice at Hornacek. And then the team, uh, he mysteriously left due to a personal matter, which was obviously fictitious because uh, apparently the team... Uh, I don't know if they requested him to leave or if they just mutually agreed that he would uh, be just leave. Uh, I don't know. But now it looks look the trade deadline February 8th, a week from today, and he's obviously not going to return to the team before that because uh, the Knicks and Noah's representation, according to Adrian Morjanowski, are working on a way to – uh, are exhausting all trade possibilities between now and the trade deadline. Um, and according to Woj, if the deadline passes without a deal for Noah, it's unclear how the Knicks and Noah will proceed. Mm-hmm. And given that I don't know what kind of insane person in the world <laughs> would take on Joaquin Noah, I don't care if you attach that unprotected first-round pick. I still wouldn't take on Joaquin Noah. Yeah. Because the Knicks, the Knicks unpredicted first round pick isn't going to be that good. It's not like they're going to be a top 10 pick. So, there should yeah, be. And Noah's, 
it, it, it might look. It's not going to be. There's teams. There's teams that are significantly worse than the Knicks. Yeah. That you know what I mean. Look, they could end up slipping into it, but do you really want to take the chance that the Knicks? What if you end up with like the twelfth or thirteenth pick? I don't think you take on that contract unless it, you know it's going to be a really hot pick. Exactly. Um, it's just not. It's just not a good enough pick. And uh, yeah, I and people talking about it. I mean, look, like you said, we were talking about attaching the pick, and I just, I think even the Knicks, the thought of trading picks in this situation is a horrible idea even to get rid of Noah. So I think they're just stuck between a rock and a hard place to run office and Noah because now Noah doesn't want to be there. So it's going to be an uncomfortable situation when the deadline passes that he's still on the roster. And that's what I was going to ask you next. Is There's a report today from Bleacher Report that says the Knicks would consider giving up a first-round pick just to get rid of Noah. When, when you hear that, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Chip. That makes me just – I'll flip out if we give up a first-round pick just to get rid of him. I, I will lose my mind. I'm, so how do you feel I'm about that? I'm very I, – you know, I'm not happy about that. Um, I saw uh, – I saw that was uh, Steve Tyler of Basketball Insiders reported that. That the Knicks are open to using their first round pick as part of a package that includes Noah to avoid trying to buy him out or carrying his salary cap hit for next season. Now, saying they're open to using their pick and saying they're like going to do it are two different things. Now, look. I don't know. I guess you have to consider every option when you're in a desperate situation as they are in now with Joaquin Noah. Um, I just, like you said, I don't want them to trade a pick. Not in this situation. I mean, look, when they have we, we can't so, afford so much to. Rebuilding to do. Yeah. We just can't afford to do it. I understand that Noah is just sitting there, but at this point, let him just sit there. And if he's mad, who gives a crap? We we can't afford to give up a first round pick just because he's having a hissy fit because he can't play no more and retire. Because guess what? Anywhere else you're gonna go, you're not gonna play. You're not any good anymore. Simple as that. I mean, I had some hope that this year, with everything that happened last year with him, that he would be more motivated. And I'm sure you know, like you said, Chip, he's very competitive. I'm sure that he wants a chance to to prove that he can still play, but. The little bit that he has gotten a chance with the next year, which isn't a, isn't a lot, yeah. But when he's out there, he don't do anything. Chip, the guy no. can't make a layup anymore. He can't make a layup, and that wasn't even the the focus of why we brought him in. We brought him in because we thought he was going to be able to help us defensively. We thought he was going to help us rebound the basketball. We thought he was going to be able to dish out the basketball, which is un. Heard of of a center, but Noah was a guy that was close to a triple double almost every night with the with the Chicago Bulls. That's why we brought him in here. We didn't really focus on the offense. We knew he wasn't a, a dominant force offensively, you know, scoring wise. But 
you expect a man that's two feet away from to make layups. And is it just me, Chip, or did you see Noah several times wide open underneath the basket blowing layups? Is that just me? Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. All right, so I'm just saying. What I if, mean, he's he's atrocious on offense. I, he's, he's awful. <laughs> let me ask you: even if somehow somebody does take him on and trades for him, do you think he can play anymore, Chip? Just be honest. Just throw it out there. You know, and maybe like a uh, God, it, it's hard to. We've seen so little of him this season, but. I think in honestly, I think in the right situation, I think he can contribute in like a ten minute per game situation. Like Al Horford, his old college teammate, said today that he'd love to have him on the Celtics. I think anybody can be good if they play for Brad Stevens. (laughs) So I think I think if he went to Boston he could probably contribute a little bit. If he went to San Antonio, he could probably contribute a little bit. You know what I mean? But 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 can he he actually get minutes crappy team? Uh, you know, what I, like, no, he wouldn't, like, get regular minutes. Like, in the every once in a while minutes he would get. Like, he played 10 minutes every once in a while. I just don't think he can eat. He's I, not I, a regular player. He's not a regular rotation player anymore. He's that's done that's it. it, yeah. And, I mean, he, I understand, like you, you said, you, you're 100% right that, you know, he he's so competitive that it's killing him not being able to play. But it's just, he needs to come to grips. He's not going to be anywhere he goes. Like you just said, he's not going to be a part of an every game rotation. He's not, even if it was just 10 minutes, he's not going to get 10 minutes every single night. He's going to get here and there. Or, you know, the Celtics play the New York Knicks again and, you know, hold them to 73 points like we saw last night. That's a game we'll probably play a lot. Oh, my God. Which, which is really quick on that. Did you, were you well enough to watch that game? Uh, unfortunately, I caught that game. Oh, did it make you sick all over again watching it? I wasn't feeling too great watching <laughs> that one. Uh, Kyrie, and then freaking Mark Berman of the Post, of course, had to put out that stupid article before the game saying that the Knicks had a shot at Kyrie in the summer of 19. <sighs> yeah, it's great, great motivation before we walk into that domination. Yep. <laughs> you think the Celtics... You think his Celtics teammates read that article and said, "Yeah, I don't think so." <laughs> and they didn't even have Kyrie play for those scrubs. They didn't even play Kyrie. We scored seventy three points. God, I know. What the heck? Seventy three points. How do you get- and poor and poor Zingas, man? Poor Zingas just can't figure them out. No, he really can't. They got his number. They got his number. It's- and that's a problem because we play him all yeah. the time of the year. I, it's a problem. Just, but back to the Noah thing, though. I mean, so you feel that if if he can find the right situation, he can still contribute to a team. But here's the thing: Do you think he even wants to be that kind of player that only gets ten minutes here and there? Because isn't that well, like right now he's not even getting any minutes with the Knicks? But do you think he would want to go to a place and and play every you know four or five games for ten minutes? I think he'd settle for that, don't you? I, I mean, th- look, I. At this point, he's you. People, for, we forget. Joe Noah is used to winning fifty games and going to the playoffs every single year. That's where he comes from, the Tibbs Bulls. So I think he'd settle for going to a team where he played every fourth or fifth game and went to the playoffs. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I think he's more competitive. I think than he'd that. love to go to the Celtics. 
But do you think it's just in his mind that, you know, he still thinks that he's the same player five years ago? Because that's what I think. I think he still thinks that he can compete at a high level. I think a lot of these guys, like your Kobe Bryant, when he retired, he still thought he was as good as he was at his <laughs> yeah. prime. But I, so I think a lot of these guys fail to realize when they've dropped off. But I don't know. So you, know, you, you could be right. He may still think he's just as good as he is in his prime. But I don't know. He seems like a very smart guy. He All really right. does. And to, to wrap this up, if you had to predict, what do you think is going to be the outcome for this? Of the Noah thing? Yeah, of the Noah situation. What do you think is going to happen? I think he'll still be on the team when the season ends. Okay. You don't see a mm. buyout or anything like that? No, no. There's so much money yeah. there. There's still two more seasons and 40 more million left on yeah. the deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I see they the same thing. They couldn't even get the mellow deal. They, yeah. they couldn't even get the mellow buyout. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is going to be ugly. And like you said, he's on the roster for two more years. And Knicks, I don't think the Knicks are going to trade, even if it, just to get rid of the contract, to open up some cap space perhaps. And I don't think they're going to be dumb enough to give a first pick, a first round pick away. I mean, it's the no. Knicks. It's the Knicks. So, you know, you can't – it wouldn't shock me. That's something that they would do. But you would think – they would have the, the common sense not to give a first-round pick, and if the man's disgruntled, tough. Simple as that. And, and maybe yeah, perhaps... make him sit at the end of the bench. Make him sit at the end of the bench. Exactly. So what? And, and you know what? Maybe maybe he comes back and realizes, I'm not going to get out of here. i got to find a way to get some playing time, and maybe he shows something in practice or something where Hornacek says, you know what, I'll give him a shot. But I, I think for the most part, He's just going to sit down on the bench, and that's it. He might just retire. But I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I think this whole situation is ugly. When, when, when are we going to have positive headlines, Chip? Do you ever see hmm? Do you ever see the, the light at the end of the tunnel will have positive headlines, not something like this? Positive headlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we had some positive headlines. With Por- I think we get positive headlines when Porzingis plays well. Yeah. But, but that's about – that's pretty much about it. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm telling you. Guys, we're all in this together, though, Nick Nation. So one day we'll come out of this. Ten years from now, we'll laugh about this, hopefully. I don't know. I'm hoping oh, that's God. the case. I'm hoping that's the case. But well, that's all the time we have for this special kind of quick episode. Uh, we will be back next week with a full episode the way you're used to it, three segments, commercials, all that nine yards. We'll also have our uh, January Nick Player of the Month um, for you in our next episode. So we will be back next week.